This Secrets Exposed. Good day, good morning, and good afternoon to you all. We're here to share intimate conversations with you today with today's thought leaders, change makers, and disruptors. We like to bring you tools, techniques, and strategies, and insightful perspectives on both personal and business growth, revealing the humanness of both success and challenge. For those that are new to the show, my name's Sally A. Curtis. I'm a content repurposing whiz. We work with brilliant individuals to help them leverage their content to engage their audience through the power of visual bite-sized content. We've become best known for turning books into two years worth of social media posts. We provide a done-for-you service that amplifies your impact because you stand out, you deeply connect with your audience, deeply connect with the audience and your message is heard and you connect more easily. Today we're going to be talking about turning doubt into action to create the success that you want. And I have a very, very special guest. Lynn Trent is a seasoned success coach with a remarkable track record of guiding leaders towards their goals for over three decades. Lynn empowers entrepreneurs to achieve remarkable success with less effort and greater financial rewards. She has a deep understanding of human psychology a passion for brain science, and Lynn leverages both psychology and computer science to create cutting edge strategies with and for her clients. So please let, help me welcome to the show, Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hello, it's great to be here, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm excited about our conversation because I like to geek out on um, new technologies and computer stuff. I'm not uh, necessarily super good at it, but I'm certainly an early adopter and I love um, very much that people watching and that people perspective. So I'm excited to share your insights across the two, psychology and computer science, and what that means for us all as it relates to turning doubt into action. So thank you for joining us. Can you share a little bit with us about your backstory of how you, what your journey has accumulated to get you to where and, do, and what you're doing now as a coach in the expert field that you're in? Yeah, well, I have my uh, bachelor's in psychology and then I tried to get a job in psychology and you really have to go on for at least a master's and a PhD. And I really didn't want to do therapy. Yeah. I really loved the interactions of how people think and how people act. And I didn't really see a way to do that in the moment with um, staying where I was in psychology. So I got a master's in computer science and my master's project is in artificial intelligence. And also my favorite class as an undergraduate was physiological psychology. So it, it all has to do with, with brain science. And I love the fact that um, science is finally catching up to what the mystics have been saying for centuries and centuries. And all of this neuroplasticity and mirror neurons and everything is becoming common. And it's kind of like the the woo-woo isn't woo-woo anymore. It's, it's commonplace. Yeah. And it's scientifically proven. 
Yeah, so you must be absolutely in your element now that it's all timed perfectly that we're in this, I'll call it a bit of a perfect storm, especially now with the onset of all of the different AI technologies that are coming out and people, how they're either adapting to them or not. So I'd love to hear how you've utilised that learning as it relates to understanding and working with people get out of their stuff and uh, conquer this doubt. So share a little bit more about uh, what you see often uh, with the work that you do. Yeah, well, if we go back to um, before the age of seven, if we we actually, if we look at our mind, our mind has two parts, our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And our conscious mind is the thinking mind. It's the one that accepts and rejects. Our Mm -hmm. subconscious is the emotional mind. It can't accept, it can't reject, it just takes everything that is turned over to it. And before the age of seven, our conscious mind didn't exist. So think about that. Everything you saw, everything you heard went into your subconscious without a filter and it stayed there. That's why we say we inherit our parents' beliefs and their parents' beliefs and their parents' beliefs because everything just went in there. And there are times when you say or do something and you have no idea where it came from. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, what, what was that? But it, it is all of that. And, and it can still, even now, it, it, for most people, it still runs our life on a daily basis. And I'm saying our, because I'm in that category too. Mm. And, and just about everybody is in that category. And, and it does create that doubt when we go to do something new our subconscious actually our amygdala is its sole purpose is to keep us safe yeah Yeah. so that kicks in and doubt steps in and we question and may or may not take action and all kinds of things can happen or not happen or not happen you've just reminded me of the conversation i had with my sister in the car and we were chattering away and i just went oh it's blah 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 and i went oh that was mum. <laughs> How we've just, you know, as you said, it's, it's something's gone in, and I've just reverberated. We both looked at each other because we both realised they were mum's mum's words, um, yeah. and it is. It, it's. It's a great way that you've explained it as to how much goes, how much, how much, and how everything is going in um, uh, into the brain at such a young age, and I think for for a lot of people with the uh, you know with social media and all those sorts of things we don't often realize and i think we get stuck into the habit of there's a habit we'll come back come back to that uh, of you know comparing what got what we think is going on for other people but it was great how you talked about us and that it occurs for all of us that doubt creeps in all the time uh, for all of us, but it's how we go about what we do next. So can you share a little bit more about that um, th- as, as it relates to what you do and the strategies that you have? For- yeah, actually, I was, uh, the, I just started looking in, well, I guess I've been doing doubt for a while, but uh, yeah. I saw an interview <laughs> with, with Michelle Obama. Yeah. I guess she has a new book out that has to do with doubt. And she stated that every single morning, she has to deal with that doubt. And I was thinking, if somebody who was the first lady for eight years has to deal with doubt, and then you, you see the other people, um, Oprah, Matthew McConaughey, everybody talks about how that doubt creeps in. 
And when that doubt creeps in, we have a choice. The first thing we have to do is we have to notice that it's happening. And then when we notice that we have a choice of whether to just keep going or whether to actually do something different about it. And it's when we make that choice to do something different, then we can change that subconscious programming. And that changing the subconscious programming actually changes our brain. That's where the neuroplasticity comes in. They say the thoughts that fire together, wire together. So you can rewire those thoughts and those doubts and then have a different reaction to things in the future. Yeah. And that, um, as you've talked about with that rewiring, it, it, that rewiring occurs when we have the ability to actually notice that something's creeped in and that awareness. Um, and how does, how does somebody discover or actually, um, I suppose, build that noticing muscle so they can start to do the rewiring? One way you can do it is to just look at your results. Mm. If your results aren't what you want, then the beginning is a thought. So we have thoughts, feelings, actions, results. Look at your result. If you don't like that result, see how you can change your thought. Then you have a new thought, you have new feelings, new actions, new results. Are these new results what I want? If yes, great, keep going. If not, how can I change that thought a little bit more? So it just turns into this cycle of, just look at your results. How can I change my thoughts? And it goes back into the cycle again. And that when you explain it that way so beautifully, it is those incremental tweaks versus the great big leap over the chasm. Mm -hmm, exactly. In fact, they say that you can um, get all the way to the top of Mount Everest with baby steps. Yes. You don't have to take the big steps. You take a little step. You notice what's going on. You take another step and you notice what's going on. Which is why clearly why awareness and what's what's occurring and having that awareness and strengthening the, almost that awareness muscle is, uh, is critical to actually start to have the peak transformation and the changes that, are people, that people are looking for. What are the most common things that um, you work with with clients as it relates to helping them transform their lives and their businesses um, from that from the place that you start with them? What's most common? What's going on for most of them generally? Well, most of them, I work mostly with entrepreneurs and they're just not getting the results that they want. They are working a lot of hours and not seeing the income to go along with it. And it's those thought habits yeah. that keep them stuck in that place of they think if, if I just work a little bit harder, mm -hmm. then I can accomplish more. I can uh, I can get there. I can be a, a success by just working harder. And when in reality, it's just noticing those thoughts and changing those thoughts so that they coincide with where you want to be going. And it. To other people, it might even look like magic once you start doing it because things change and other people don't know the work that you're going through to do it. So by making those little changes, you can accomplish more and get better results with much less effort because that that uh, bumping up against doubt and bumping up against all of those thoughts and all of those whatever is going on really is draining and it 
mm. keeps your energy low and you it makes it difficult for you to want to do something else. Yeah. So by being able to do that, you can, um, it's easier. It gets easier and easier to do it. And it, you don't bump up against that roadblock, so to speak, and have to climb over something instead of just keep going. Around it, yeah. And isn't that an interesting uh, fr fr uh, phrase that you've actually said there, is that working harder? How many of us, and I've definitely, uh, definitely done that from a repeating perspective, and I hear that word come up, oh, no, that's all right, I'll just work a bit harder this week, I'll just do, I'll just do a little bit more, uh, I'll just add a little bit more, I'll just add a little bit more. So how do we break that bad habit, and what's a good, a new good habit to do when that word you know, working harder and that action that we do is the habit that we perhaps don't even catch quite as often as we say it. Yeah, you can just look at how you feel. How do you feel when you do something? If you feel anxious when you're doing something or if you feel doubt or if you feel um, something, that makes your action less effective and it makes it harder to get things done. Whereas if you are feeling good about something, then it makes it easier to do and you can get a lot more accomplished in that. And what I like to tell people, my go-to is always gratitude. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're feeling anything, just find something to feel grateful for and really feel that gratitude. Gratitude is at the same vibration as abundance. So you want to lift that, that feeling. And when you do that, uh, you notice things that you may not have noticed before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that's that's beautiful. Um, and with when people are actually doing their, I suppose, gratitude habits and developing the habits of gratitude, is there a good way to um, obviously acknowledge? Is it journaling? Is uh, is there a, is there I suppose, different methods that people can do to be more aware and more grateful in general when they're starting this process? How do people get started with? Yeah, I like to have my clients do um, this gratitude process that I learned from Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. And you just every morning um, and every night you write 10 things you're grateful for. Lovely. And then once you uh, write those down, then you look at... Um, anywhere there's tension with other people. And then you send love to those people that there's tension for. And then after that, when you're in that great gratitude place and you're sending love to, um, to other people, you just ask, what can I do today? Right. And when you're in that different vibration, when you're in that uplifting um, feeling, then you are able to see things and do things in a, an easier, better way. Yeah. And I just want to point out then, um, as we were having that conversation, for those that have been listening in and those that are, are going to be watching later, as Lynn was explaining that, you can in actual fact, if you tune into it, feel the difference of, uh, of how that actually shifts when you're very aware of the, the tips and the, uh, the advice that you were sharing there. So thank you. You can really, really feel that. Um, and with that, um, that new vibration and when people are actually sort of changing their state, uh, and that vibrational state. Um, obviously, we we hear the term being in flow, um, and obviously that's where serendipity starts to happen, and the magic starts to happen as well. What are often the things that um, 
that show up for people when, as acknowledgements of that they're on that right uh, right path, um, what do they notice themselves uh, from feedback from clients? Well, I think one thing that you notice is that it just feels better. Yeah. You don't have that agitation. You don't. And when you are in that place, um, your clients, people can say things to you and it's sort of like Teflon. It just flows off of you. Whereas if you're in that agitated state, somebody could say something to you that's pretty minor and it just makes the agitation worse. Yeah, great. Word. So being in that, that happy, I know that's, it's weird to say the happy place, but you know, by being in that, that place where you're singing things in a, a good way, yeah. um, things don't bother you as much. And it's when those things, you let things bother you, that it also keeps you from uh, taking those steps that you need to. Yeah, and it almost uh, you almost take those uh, steps backwards, don't you, when you get in that ag agitated state. You sort mm -hmm. of tend to be more reactive and the snowball, the wrong sort of snowball effect uh, tends to occur, doesn't it? Whereas when we've, uh, and we've all experienced both scenarios, we've, when, when you are in flow and the serendipity um, happens and uh, the magic happens, as you explained before, it's a, it's a different thing, but it's, it's still the uh, snowball effect or the accumulation effect um, and it's, as we've heard before, it's how we are actually reacting to that. So you've also talked about um, your methodology as it relates to vision, habits and action. Um, and I know that the community love, uh, you know, the habit side of things. So can you walk us through the, the, um, your version of what vision really means? Um, and then we'll go on to habits and actions as well, just to give people context around that. Yeah, your vision is really what you want to create. Um, it could be your vision for your business, your vision for your life, a combination of it. And the most important question to always ask yourself is, what would I love? Not what does the economy say? What does my education say? Not what does my friends say? When you say, what, will I, what do I love? You stay in that state of curiosity and different things come to you. And um, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I know that's a cliche, but it's true. And when you're in that state of what would I love, that's when you really get ideas on how to really become who you've come here to be, so to speak. I think that's a beautiful uh, question because the one that you often hear and get asked is, what uh, what is it? That, what do you want? And if you say that to somebody that's in, um, you know, that little bit more of an agitated state, you'll get. I don't know. Uh, I remember asking that with my son when uh, we've done some uh, work together around what he was wanting to do next. When you're in an agitated state, that's almost a question that just creates more, even more mm -hmm. agitation. So that shifting question was very dynamic and very very powerful. And I suppose, too, with that question, curiosity becomes a very powerful energy in itself. Would that be right? Because I would imagine yeah. that it plays Definitely. out with them. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit more how curiosity works? I reckon that would be. Yeah. So when you're when you're curious, you're open to things that you wouldn't necessarily think about. When you're in that state of what would I love, you may look at something that you've looked at for days and days and days. And by being in that different um, 
feeling tone in that different vibration, you see new things about it. And you're able to take those new uh, ways of seeing things and turn them into even better things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's that whole, that's that shift in awareness. That's where the magic happens. It's uh, an example of that uh, from my perspective is when we watch a really great movie, which we've watched multiple times before, and we go, I don't remember that being there. Um, I know it's a slightly different scenario, but it's how, how that magic happens when you see something uh, that's been staring you in the face for such a long time and you see it see it differently. And Peter's just shared with us, um, you know, whether good feelings tra- trigger good thoughts or vice versa. Um, but building on that, what we're talking about here is obviously building on that, that those, those positive feelings to then um, change the actions and the feel or the feelings and then the actions around that as well. So the one after we've looked at, you know, what is it that you want, the visions, what are the habits that we need to be um, aware of or start to develop to then be able to take the types of actions that we want? Yeah, so it's just a matter of noticing your habits at that point. And Know that as soon as you go to try something new, as I mentioned before, your subconscious is going to kick in. So it's a matter of changing those thought habits. It's specifically thought habits to support your vision of what you would love. Yeah. And then the next step, the actions. Once you have your vision, you kind of go back and forth between the habits and the action. You take an action and it either is um, it either is taking you in that direction or not. So then you have to go back to the habits and see what thoughts have to be changed. And then you take an action and it either supports it or you go back and change it again. So once you have your vision, you're going back and forth between the habits and the action. And that's how you really create your vision is just to stay in that um, that vision. And a lot of people say fake it until you make it. I like to say be it until you see it. Because faking it until you make it still keeps it in the future and it still keeps it, to me, a little on the negative side. Yeah. yeah. So just step into being that person in your vision. And from there, notice your habits and take action in support of being that person. And that's such a beautiful way that you've explained it. That's actually how we can have those incremental steps. You've actually given them, us the path for those incremental steps to move forward and not that great big uh, chasm leap that we all think success needs to be or needs to look like. Um, but we're actually crafting and choreography, choreographing our um, the, the the thing that we want that we love and the thing that we want to create for ourselves or the outcomes etc as well. So from the um, from the vision and those six you know the dance between vision and uh, and um, habits etc. What's what are we then doing with the action? Because I dare say it's all going to circle back round again. <laughs> yeah. So then when you take the action, action is like the ground wire to electricity. Nothing happens without it. You can have you can have your vision, you can have, you know, your thought, looking at your thoughts, changing your thoughts, but you can't try to change your thoughts and then binge watch Netflix and expect anything (laughs) to change. You have to take that step and actually taking that step reinforces Mm -hmm. your thought, your new thought. Mm -hmm. 
So by changing your thoughts and then taking action to reinforce it in that direction, it, it makes the, the new thought more solid. And that's where you, you change that neuroplasticity, you change the, the, um, the brain itself. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. There's one qu question that keeps popping up, and I'm just going to pop it in my or exa example that I'd love to explore a little bit more as it relates to action, because this is something um, that I, I, I've experienced at different times, and I see um, different clients and friends experience where we, we're after a certain amount of success. Uh, we're uh, we're thinking, trying to think differently. We're you know creating good habits. But then we get stuck because we almost don't have the comp confidence in ourselves to actually do that action because doubt's crept in. Um, it's just snuck its little head in and it's just stopped. We're just about to, but we just sort of have that little pull back that just, I'm just, we're sort of tottering on the edge. Are we going to or not? So what, what do we need to be aware of? When we're all ready, we're, we've sort of got gung-ho, we've got excited, we've got curiosity, and then we get that little bigger dose of doubt and we just sort of pause and not act. How do we push actually, through that? that actually, that doubt at that point is a good sign oh, because right. that is your subconscious saying, wait a minute, you're doing something new here. So when you feel that, that's the time to take the action because that's your subconscious trying to keep you safe. So, so I always tell my clients, if, if you start taking action and you hear that little voice of doubt, that's a good sign. That means you're on the right track. Nice. So that means that that action is something that is going to take you in that direction. Otherwise, you're, if you weren't changing, if you didn't have any new thoughts, habits, weren't doing anything, your subconscious would be fat, dumb, and happy. You wouldn't hear a word <laughs> from it. Yes. It'd be silent. Once you start hearing that voice, it's a good sign. It means you're doing something new. And it's nervous because mm -hmm. it doesn't know what's going to happen next. And it would prefer you not do it to stay it would rather have you be miserable than change. Yeah. So we would rather have you exactly. So when you feel those doubts when you're going through the process, it's a good sign. And that is a sign to take the action. Yeah. And then once you take that action, taking the action actually builds your confidence. You take mm -hmm. that step and then you create a new step. And as you take those steps, you are training your brain to say, Yeah, I can do this. Yes. Nothing, nothing bad is happening right now. Mm. So it's actually supporting that, you know, at, at the key thing there, nothing bad is happening. I can do this. And that's where you have the ability to build on those incremental steps because you're proving, almost proving that it's safe, um, that you can do it. Um, and as a result, that's building the confidence and the courage, I would imagine, as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. um, when somebody's um, got... I'm going to use the word unraveled. That was one of that's my, one of my mum's words again. <laughs> She's around today, so thank you. When someone's um, been on their success journey um, and they've been going, having some great results, and you know something happens and they get unraveled, it's very it's it's tricky at times when we're in that unraveled state to sort of 
catch ourselves and that's obviously where it becomes very important to go back to as you said the gratitude uh, which it's changing that vibration and that simple technique of just you know okay I'm unraveled I'm grumpy I'm this I'm that I'm whatever uh, you know let me write down 10 things that I'm actually really grateful for to do that that quick that quick shift and that's that's almost changing something chemically in the brain that just helps to sort of snap us out of it would that be right yeah, and also what you can do is just go back to your vision mm. and step into being your vision and say, if this is who I am, what would I do right now? Yeah. And that will also snap you out of that that rattle that you're in. It's just mm. step back into your vision. I, I, I actually was, um, a, a few years ago, I was traveling a lot. And then an event came up and it's like, I, you know, I've been gone a lot. I don't know if I really want to go. And I looked at my vision. Travel was in my vision. Yeah. And it's like, if this is who I am, what would I be doing? And I knew in a second and I went to that event. I think what I've had a, a penny drop moment as we were going through the conversation. There's a difference be, between creating your vision of what you're being. So that um, the term that comes up for me is being the creatrix of your of your vision of your life, versus the vision being a thing. Because when you know what you're being, there's a diff, there's a different energy, there's a different resonance and a, a tapping into that versus when you've got a when, when you think your vision is the, you know, the house, the car and all those sorts of things versus the person that has all those things, there's a, di there's a different alignment with what happens uh, with, the, with um, the steps that you take to be able to achieve that. So it's tapping into that being and you talked about be it um, to be able to see it, uh, which is beautiful too. Thank you. Did you want to add any more uh, to the conversation that we've had there? And I'm just going to change tactics very slightly. No, I think it's just um, going through the process and noticing, um, noticing your thoughts or looking at your results and just finding a way. And the more you do it, and this is the best part of it, the more you do it, the easier it is. Yes. So once you change those thoughts, you start taking different action, it actually becomes even easier. And that's why I say you can create better results with less efforts once you're in that place of being able to do that process. Yeah, yeah, very much so, the slipstream. Um, and something else I wanted to just share with the audience because you do have um, a special offer for the audience today, which I just wanted you to ex ex share and explain. You work with an, um, another strategy, which you call the AIR method. Could you just walk us through that? And that'll give people the context as it relates to the offer of a free downloadable resource that you've got there as well. Yeah, that's actually a, a process that I teach my clients mm. to change those thoughts. Yeah. Um, so a air is A-I-R-R, -R, and it allows you to breathe new life into your business or your life. So the first, the A is just awareness. Yeah. Just what we've been talking about. Be aware. Is this, this thought taking me where I want to go? And the I, the next is I for interrupt. You want to say, give it a strong, powerful interrupt, like up until now or I used to. And that sort of dis disempowers that negative thought. And you release that thought. You let it go. You might want to visualize it floating off into the air. And then once you release it, you replace it with what you want. So you release it, you create a void, and the universe abhors a void. So you want to 
fill it with what you want. So it might be the, the replacement thought might be up until now, I was overwhelmed with all I had to do. And now I'm taking the action I need to every day to create my success. And by saying up until now, or I used to, it's tricking the conscious mind into saying yes. Because mm. remember, the conscious mind says yes or no, and what it decides what goes into your subconscious. So it says, yeah, that's true. Up until now, that's true. And yeah. then that replacement thought can go into your subconscious so that it creates those, all of those new habits. Yeah, I, I, and I love that we're, um, I'm going to say tricking, we refer to it as tricking the monkey mind by giving it the, the yes answer versus the no, the no, the no, the no. We sort of have that. So that's brilliant. Um, and people can um, have a session with you as it relates to um, working with you as Yeah, um, after you sign up for that, it will take you to my calendar. If you're interested in having a session with me, we can look at where you are, where you want to be, and the next most important step to get you there. Yeah, beautiful. So I'd love you to um, also now give people an idea of the type of work that you do. We've talked that you talked about the the you know the uh, changing doubt and the the strategies um, and the success me methods and habits for doing that. Um, obviously, this is something that you're incredibly passionate about because you love um, the intricacies of people and the way in which they work, and obviously creating success. And you've had a lot of success yourself and others with others as well. What's the favourite thing that you like to do and the, the way in which you like to work with with your clients when they come to you i actually like to work in groups mm. um, because there seems to be a create a synergy in groups and sometimes you're you're thinking you know i i want to i have no idea what question to ask but i know something <laughs> is there and then another person in the group asks it so it's this synergy that gets created and it, and the connections between the people in the group mm. i love all of that connection and i love watching them grow and grow together and and support each other yeah that's one of uh, my favorite things is the uh, is the groups and the mastermind and the shared tacit knowledge and the oh my god we've had this success and i tried that and this worked and that as you said people grow with each other but they grow because of because of what other people's growth has has you know facilitates it across the room almost doesn't it though from that synergetic perspective yeah, and it does. I like the, that you mentioned the mastermind because mm. it does create a mastermind. I did a, a workshop today where we did a, a mastermind and Napoleon Hill talks about that, where whenever you have a couple people together, there's a third, there's a third kind of person there that connects to the infinite and allows those, those ideas to come that, you know, the people that even when I say them or somebody else says them, they don't really know where they came from. It's just the, a thought comes to them. So they say it. Yeah. And it just I, I, with the different ones that I've been involved in, you sort of sit there and you have these really deep, great conversations and everyone's just going, oh, my God, that's it was so simple, but it was absolutely gold and so pivotal. The thing that I love um, about that sharing knowledge and working with groups in, in, in that perspective, and I can see this would occur a lot for yourself, is that there's. There's so much simplicity, but that simplicity is so incredibly powerful and it just sort of almost kickstarts and it allows perhaps some of those those bigger jumps because they've been able to, you know, shift something a bit bigger and those sorts of things. So with your groups, uh, do you often work with smaller smaller groups uh, from that perspective around, a, um, a, from a business perspective, you have business leaders come together from that so um, I, I work, at, yeah, business leaders, entrepreneurs, um, 
all, all can get together and work together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that's again, so I like working with, with entrepreneurs, um, solopreneurs or people that only have a couple of, um, couple of employees or maybe even just some uh, virtual employees or stuff like that, because those are the, those are the people that really need that support yeah. because they don't have it. They don't have somebody in the office to bounce ideas off of yeah. and to come up with better ideas. So I love working with them to provide that for them. That forum. Yeah. I'm glad you really touched on that because I think that is um, there's that, there's that band where we all sit uh, many of us uh, act as soloists, even though we might have offshore staff and all those sorts of things. And having that group and that camaraderie of being able to share regularly and uh, bounce ideas off and that mastermind and, you know, I've tried this and this really worked or, you know, what how, how would you deal with that? That shared tacit knowledge becomes incredibly powerful. And then if you're overlaying the success principles uh, and the, the growth uh, um, habits and those sorts of things through there, it becomes incredibly powerful. Very much so. I'd love to ask you, what is your, I know you've mentioned a couple of uh, favourite quotes and sayings. Um, I've pulled one off your website that I really love, but I'm going to ask you, what's your, what's your most favourite quote or saying? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favourite one. The one that just came to me, though, <clears throat> was by Audrey Hepburn, and it's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. Oh, beautiful. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Can you, I'll get you to repeat that one. That, that one needs to sink in again. Yeah, so nothing is impossible. The words itself says I'm possible. Impossible is I'm possible. Yeah, beautiful. And the one that I loved on your website was, if you stumble, make it part of your dance. <laughs> That was one of my yeah. favourite ones because I think, again, um, part of that, um, you know, that when that doubt creeps in that, you know, when we've tripped ourselves up or we've stumbled, we sort of sit there for too long beating ourselves up, whereas if we actually go, oh, I tripped, let's just make it part of the dance, it sort of gives you the the visual and the, the feelings, I suppose, that you can just continue uh, continue on with uh, with those all those steps forward, et cetera, as well. Um, so... What we've actually really, we've gone through and we've talked about uh, shifting your habits. We've talked about the action steps that you can do through the awareness, uh, through having your vision, the habits and the actions. We've also talked um, about uh, gratitude at the very beginning. I'm going to ask, ask you if you can uh, circle back to that gratitude as we sort of come to the end, because I think that would be a beautiful way to begin and then end as it relates to um, how we go about crafting and choreographing our being of success. Yeah, so um, gratitude is... Um it's it's just a habit of seeing the best in everything and everyone. And uh, we, we, I think you had mentioned something about being a reactor. Uh, the difference, if you look at the letters in reactor and creator, they all have the same letters, but it's where you put the C, where you were, the way you see it. A reactor, the C is in the middle. If you're a creator, you see it the C is in the beginning. So by having that gratitude, you're able to see it so that you turn from a reactor into a creator and you create the life and the business that you love. 
beautifully said. Thank you, Lynn. That was, yeah, beautiful. Thank you very, very much for sharing with us today. Um, all of your wisdom that you have. So for, uh, my invitation to the audience would be if you're feeling stuck or if you're um, finding that you're getting little bits of doubt creeping in and you need somebody to share some ideas with, um, formulate some strategies for yourself and just really kickstart your business, have the ability to do more with less and create the lifestyle and the income that you're looking for for your business, then certainly do reach out to Lynn. Uh, a wealth of experience, a wealth of knowledge and so Certainly got all the tools and strategies to help you have the success that you're looking for. So, Lynn, thank you very, very much for sharing with us today. Uh, I really appreciate your insight. I love the way in which we started with gratitude and have finished with gratitude um, and that we've got some great resources there for the audience as well. Thank you very, very much. Any final words from you? Yeah, just thank you. This was fun. I love, I love talking about these concepts and I love sharing them and hopefully – uh, that people out there will pick up one gold nugget, so to speak, and start doing things differently and being differently and creating different success. Yeah, I think you've just triggered another thing that I'll just end, I'll end on. I remember when we very, very first spoke, I was fascinated with the psychology and the computer science because I found through the conversation, I think our conversation today has been an incredible demonstration of that because of those two you, ha you have the ability to create what feels very complex for lots of people and lots of us at uh, lots of times into very simple ways in which we can see it so we can actually act and move forward. So that's something that I've always uh, loved about, uh, about your ability to keep things simple and make it easy for people to achieve what they want to achieve. So thank you very, very much. Um, again, just for those that are going, um, that are watching it later, you can see in the ticket going across the screen that you can reach out to Lynn and get a resource um, from on her website. She's on LinkedIn as well um, and all of the social media platforms. So please do reach out to Lynn. Again, thank you very, very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Till next week, everybody, Look, have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Take care.